Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It is time for our very first Beauties and the Beast. They still won't let me change the name of this thing. They refuse to... to, to you, go ahead and put, pot him up, please, uh, Heather. I want Catherine and Linda to just jump in any time. I want to change the name of the segment. They won't let me. They insist that it has to be Beauties and the Beast. I think they just like to torture me. That's right, isn't it? Oh, you just like to torture me. Listeners say that we should be called prior to Christmas. Oh, yes. What's that? Do you remember that rather negative listener who uh, suggested a name for us? Oh, the email. Yeah. Oh, it also started with the word B. It did. But he had trouble spelling it. He couldn't spell it correctly. I know. Oh, well, I still love Beauties and the Beast, and well, you're our okay. favorite beast, Roy. I know that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to shed that label. <laughs> we normally would have uh, the third part of the Beauties Triumvirate with us, Michelle Simpson. But I received an email from Michelle last night. She's in hospital and uh, has something going on that they're treating, and she hopes to be out of the hospital by Monday, but... We want our Michelle to get well real quick and uh, and and rejoin our our I don't know if it's a round table I don't even know if it's a table. <laughs> well, we miss you know, Michelle and we were. Do you know what you know you know what I'm saying though? The cliches get into your mind and they crowd your mouth, and then you realize well you're about to say something stupid, but how do you get out of it? Sometimes it's better to just say it and let let it just hang out there than to correct yourself and point out to everybody that you're dumb, which I just did. <laughs> you're never I dumb, Roy. I comment on that, Roy. I was going to let you take it away. Thank you very much. Thanks for all the help. <laughs> all right, so here we are, the first weekend of uh, 2016. We look ahead to what's what's awaiting us. There's all sorts of things going on. We have the the tax income tax changes taking place. With, uh, with, with, we're told by the prime minister of the middle class is going to be doing better by a few hundred bucks. Let me tell you something, folks. By the end of this year, I guarantee you, every dollar that you will have saved from the middle class tax cut is going to be clawed back. It's going to be clawed back by provinces and the federal government. It'll be clawed back by uh, at, at, at the gas pumps. Let's start there with the, uh, with the carbon taxes. It's all going to be clawed back. Anyway, I want you guys to tell us, please, what your thinking is, what, what you're looking at at the horizon when you see 2016, Catherine and Linda. I'll just repeat what I said the, uh, earlier in the show and, and tweeted a couple of days ago. I'm seeing a calm ocean with a lot of dorsal fins. Yeah, I, I have to agree, and my background, as you know, is economics, so that's where I come from, I guess, from a biased perspective. And when I look around the world and in Canada for a whole pile of different reasons, we're having we're going to have a very sluggish economy at best at best uh, of course in canada we're hugely impacted by lower oil prices and if anybody thinks that's just alberta's problem then they're delusional it's our whole country's problem um, it, you know we're seeing uh, problems with uh, corporate I, I was reading the other day corporations aren't investing why should they <laughs> i mean everything is so uncertain and unstable the, the, the sensible thing, and I don't endorse this, but the reality is the sensible thing is to keep your powder dry. And I'm sure, you know, all of us as, as people who are looking at, gee, where, where should we, you know, where should we put our eggs and what, what basket should we put our eggs in for the next little while? 
It's a very good question. I don't think there's a simple answer. I, I think we're going to have to batten down the hatches a bit. Uh, but to be, again, not to be totally negative by any stretch, when I look around the world, I don't think there's any place I'd rather be than Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Catherine, before I go to, 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 to Michelle, would you please, or to, to Linda, would you please explain to the layperson like me, who's not an economist, when we hear the economy could grow by 3%, which would be great uh, in 2016, but it may be as little as 1%. What does that mean to the what does that mean to the person sitting at the table working on a budget? What does that mean? Well, first of all, around a three percent and that and that has to be real economic growth, in other words, discounting for inflation. Um, and inflation is fairly minimal these days anyway, although we do see a whole bunch of worrisome things about food prices. Things like droughts in California and so on are driving our costs of vegetables and fruit and so on through the roof. In any event, 3% is kind of a, an average rate of growth in the economy. So if we're looking, I, I believe 3, I personally don't think 3 is realistic at all. Um, if we grow at all, it will be more to the 1%. Well, what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean to the family in real terms sitting at the table with a piece of paper or a smartphone or a pencil and an eraser trying to figure out a budget? What does it well, mean? What it probably means to the vast majority is you shouldn't plan to spend any more money uh, than you did this year. Things are probably going to be about the same. Don't expect a raise. Don't expect, uh, you know, an improvement. Uh, but that being said, uh, and there will obviously some people will lose their jobs. So, I mean, that in their case, it'll, it won't be just lack of improvement. It'll be an actual, you know, reduction in their standard of living. But it's not, it, I, I'd say batten down the hatches. Watch, watch how you're spending and, and don't splurge, unfortunately. Uh, we do have La El Nino or La Nina. I'm not sure whether it's L or La, the, him or her, and, but but it is creating uh, some significant rains in places where they have experienced drought, like California. So it'll help. It won't fix the whole situation, but it'll help. Linda, as you look uh, as you look forward to two th- down the road toward 2016, do you want to pick up on what Catherine said, or do you want to take it somewhere else entirely? Well, uh, first of all, I- I'm going to go to you, Roy, and agree with what you said about middle class tax cuts. Come on, one taxpayer, one pocket, and we know we're going to get fleeced in a number of other ways. So, you know, again, when it comes down to um, the average family, um, Catherine is so right. you got to stick to a budget because let's not forget we have record household debt in this country. And um, while the United States seems to be on a recovery path, I, I'm, I'm, I, I hate to say this, but I think 1% growth is probably more realistic. So Justin Trudeau's got a bunch of issues facing him. Certainly um, the terrorist is, is a big thing. And what's really interesting here is that most of uh, our Canadians believe he should have continued with the airstrikes. Having said that, that could be one thing that could wreck the whole global economy next year, or maybe we get into a warmonger or move to try to improve the global scene because it, it ain't healthy. But Pierre Elliott Trudeau, when asked what was the one regret he had in office, was he didn't pay enough attention to the economy. And my wish is that Justin Trudeau will pay attention. We cannot spend our way out of this. We have governments that are going into debt. I cannot believe across the province to province to province. Look at Great Ontario. It is in a disaster area. And then we add in consumer debt. And I think that's the one issue. We all have to come up and come up with ways of helping this economy grow. The oil prices have certainly hurt. And let's look at CMHC, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, on the hook for $525 billion in insured mortgages. Already they expect to take a hit in, in, in 
Calgary, and other places where the oil prices have hit. Toronto and Vancouver, oh my goodness, now they're clamping down. You need um, a 10% down payment if you're going to do a high-ratio insured mortgage for anything valued over $500,000. Well, try to buy a home in Toronto for $500,000. And we know... You can't buy a garage for $500,000 in Vancouver. (laughs) Or Toronto. (laughs) Toronto. Anyway, they are looking in 2016 at other ways to try to cool down those markets. What kind of impact is that going to have? I just worry about the, you know, the, the babies of the aging baby boomer who are now having children, et cetera. Those markets are really, really tough to afford. You know, it's interesting. A couple of days ago, I uh, tweeted. It's, it's late at night, actually, and I was just looking at some stuff. And I found some of the debt numbers, and I immediately thought of you, Linda, because you're always talking about consumer debt, and I thought her head would explode <laughs> at the numbers that I was that I saw. And I started to just read a couple of things. I saw, sort of under the heading, the perfect insomnia m- model, you know. Uh, the average Canadian, mortgage aside, owes $20,000, more than twenty, north of $20,000 in personal debt. That's each and every one of us on average. That's That's big. Unbelievable. And you, you add in, Roy, the fact that our governments are going into debt in each... Well, exactly. And Catherine, tell me... In my mind, Linda, I was just going to say that. And when, when to build on what you said about, uh, you know, our governments paying attention to the economy, I have, frankly, zero confidence uh, in their ability to, to do that. Uh, we, we look across the country, and most of the governments in power, federally, provincially, most, not all, but most are big spenders. They have all these ambitions. They are already hugely in debt. They're not starting from a zero position. They're already starting in the hole big time, and they want to spend, spend, spend more. Look at Alberta. But you know what, Catherine? It's, it's, it's become it's, 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 it's become it's acceptable. Political. It's become acceptable to be in debt. That's why Justin Trudeau could, during the election campaign, say, I'll get you further into debt. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with we Canadians? How stupid are we? From a personal basis, everybody knows it's good to, say, pay off your mortgage. It's good to pay down your debt, yeah. whatever they may be. Everybody knows that's a truism. You know what? It works for government too, guys. And when they get into the hole on our dime, guess who? Guess who owes it big time? You and I, I do. Worry, we all do. I worry me, about future generations. Let me take a break. We'll come back. Uh, by the way, if 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 you want to pitch in on this, a triple eight two two five eight two five five, our first segment of the year with our beauties and the beast, triple eight two two five eight two five five. As you look at two thousand and sixteen, is there something that worries you that's got your attention or something conversely that makes you feel good makes you feel positive uh you know i talk about uh you know uh, voting for justin trudeau and uh, he was going to promise to take us into debt it wasn't just justin trudeau uh, voting for justin trudeau the conservatives did a hell of a great job of torpedoing themselves over the last couple of years of their mandate triple a two two five eight two five five something in 2016 that either makes you feel good or makes you worry if you want to pitch in with Catherine, Linda, and me, there's your number, 228-225-8255. Toronto is 416-870-6400. We'll come back. 2016, uh, we used to say, not so long ago. Be sure that you write 2016 in the upper right-hand corner of your checks. People don't write too many checks anymore, I don't think. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, they're the beauties, I'm the beast. Michelle Simpson is uh, recovering from uh, a bug that uh, descended on her around Christmas time. Um, Catherine, Linda, if you, if you were to look down the road, I'll get a caller on in a second. If we look down the road for positives in 2016, what do you see, Catherine? Well, as I mentioned earlier, 
there's challenges throughout the world and all kinds of challenges. Linda mentioned terrorism, which is the ongoing, totally unexpected, you know, specter in all of our lives these days, unfortunately. Um, but there's financial and so on. Uh, something I've harped on, as you know, Roy, is demographics. The aging population puts a burden on every economy around the world and will continue to. But I guess, again, we have to appreciate what good fortune we have. In Canada, we are still a relatively wealthy population, even though a lot of people like to whine and moan about income inequality. The statistics actually show we're doing quite well and average incomes are increasing. We have to look at our freedom in Canada. We've been named one of the freest countries in the world for a very long time now, and that continues. And, and uh, again, there's nowhere else I'd rather be if I have to choose places to live, and I think that in and of itself, with all of our challenges, is something to be said. And, you know, challenging times often instigate some real ingenuity and innovation, and uh, I suspect we'll see some of that too in 2016. Yeah, probably so. Linda, what do you see that, uh, that's an up? That's enough. Well, I will hit the nail on the head. Catherine just said it. The fact that uh, we live in a democratic country where we are free to walk the streets and free to make our own way in life. And, and I guess that's the old thing. You know, we can look at economic adversity and say, oh, my God, it's, you know, raining cats and dogs and we can't get ahead. There are so many entrepreneurs, and one comes to mind, Ron Foxcroft, for example. I'm sure he would say, even in the tough economic times, that there are always those entrepreneurs, given that we have this free world that will create a company, create jobs, and create a better living for everybody. And, that, and there's where I want to say, again, to the small businesses and the mid-sized businesses, you guys are my heroes, the ones that are overtaxed, burn the midnight oil, have to comply with every rule of government, which drives me crazy, and yet somehow you still manage to keep your head above water and create a better world. And I just hope and I wish governments would free those people. See, well, you know, we, we talk about, we, we, hold, on, hold on, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry we only got two and a half right. minutes. We talk, about, we talk about upsides and then we still drift into, into negatives. The most important thing about Foxcroft? My golf partner for 13 years and we never lost. Uh, Andy in Toronto. <laughs> Andy. Hey, hey, Roy. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I agree with a lot of what's being said. I, and there's, there's some positives, and I think for, for this government, I think the, the Syrian uh, refugee, um, uh, the whole ish, issue there, I think is, is that's been a positive for any, and he's trying to kind of turn me on that. But I'm still concerned, and I called uh, before a few weeks ago, I'm still concerned that, you know, Mr. Trudeau seems to be, you know, a little pandering to one gender during the during the election, and I, I think that's pretty obvious to at least half the population. Any any guy I talk to, and I, there are a lot of issues. When are men's issues going to be dealt with in a real fashion, and and people stop just kind of di- dismissing them? Higher, Andy, higher Andy, 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 I have I have about thirty seconds. Give me the most important men's issue well, that has to be dealt with. Well, for me, it's it's the epidemic dropout rate among boys. If that was if that was young girls facing the same kind of thing, and the number of boys that aren't, aren't going on to higher education. It is becoming a real real crisis in our society, the number of boys you're checking out when it comes to uh, education. Tell you what I'll do. I'm going to do a program on that in the very near future. You just made, I just wrote it down. I'm going to do a show on it. I'll follow, I'm, going to, I'm going to pursue that. I Andy, got to go. Thank you very much. I have to go. We have 30 seconds, but we will do a segment on that, on boys and education and where they're going with their education. Catherine, Linda, we have 30 seconds, 15 seconds each. Linda? Okay, peace on earth. That's what I hope for 2016. I don't see it. 
also, I hope for a global recovery because we should be helping out weaker nations and we're not able to do that at our best right now. Catherine? Well, I agree, and also I think uh, Canadians, we have a lot to contribute to the world and also to our own country. I would suggest uh, a lot of people get more informed about the issues that uh, govern us, economic, social, political, etc., because then we will be better, you know, we'll be better fixed to make sensible decisions for ourselves and our country. Uh, Mm -hmm. Great points, particularly uh, getting more informed on issues. Linda, Catherine, thank you very much for agreeing to do another year of this. We love it, Roy. It's our pleasure. We're junkies, Roy. Toodaloo. (laughs) Toodaloo.